Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello and welcome to episode 210 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday season. I've been feeling more hopeful. My husband got his first dose of COVID vaccine two weeks ago, and in a few days, he will get his next dose. And I'm very hopeful that after we all get vaccinated with this with this vaccine, then we can go back to our regular life and can leave this nightmare behind us. Today, we will continue our conversation around orgasms. This conversation is part of our orgasm series. We're going to talk about extended massive orgasm. A couple of years ago, we had Dr. Steve Bodansky on our show on episode 59. He talked to us about how you can cultivate extensive massive orgasm. And that was one of the most downloaded episodes of this show. That's why I thought it would be wonderful to have Erwin and Alicia Devon on our show to teach us about how we can cultivate this skill. How is it different than regular orgasm? They were gracious that shared a video demonstration of Alicia experiencing this orgasm. And although I read read about extended massive orgasm in the past, observing Alicia experiencing it was very helpful for me to see that that is a reality that it can be available to most people, which, which was very exciting. As I mentioned, our guests are Alicia and Irvan Devon. For over 25 years, Irvan, who was joined by Alicia in 2003, have been working successfully with singles and couples teaching their signature process, the Devon Method, to hundreds of students in groups, retreat, and individual sessions, and helping them create the relationship of their dreams. Erwan and Alicia had a unique approach to relationship coaching that combines their educational background in psychology and aspects of Zen Buddhism to provide a holistic method to effectively improve connection with self and others. Together, Erwan and Alicia developed the pleasure course, which has helped thousands achieve their ideal love life. They provide a safe place to explore psychological injury, pleasure, and sexuality. Before I go into my conversation with Irvin and Alicia, I wanted to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is S-Hand. They create cutting-edge sex toys that they look gorgeous and they feel fabulous. It's interesting that few weeks ago, I was watching one of my colleagues' Instagram story and she was talking about how wonderful it is to play with a remote-controlled toy and I was curious. And interestingly, a few days later, I got contacted by S-Hand for a possible collaboration. And they sent me some samples. And I used the G-Spot orgasm toy that they sent me. It was fabulous. It has a remote control. It's really well made. I, I make this joke with my friend that I am in a monogamous relationship with my vibrator that I've been having for the past decade. But I was surprised how 
how well made and how enjoyable was the toy that they sent me. I believe the name was Kara. They also make this Kegel exercise toys. So if you belong to the camp that you're not sure if you are doing your Kegel right or not, this toy can be a really good tool to help you to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. They graciously offered a 40% coupon for our listeners. All you need to do is to include Sexology Podcast coupon at the checkout, and you also get a free delivery. I hope this toy brings you tons of pleasure. Anyhow, here is my conversation with Erwan and Alicia Devon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited and honored to have Alicia and Erwan Devon on our show. Alicia and Erwan, welcome to our show. <laughs> Great Hi. to be here. Yeah, we're excited too. I am very excited too. Just for our listeners to know, you guys were graciously shared the video of the demonstration. So I got lots of good information about what is extended massive orgasm. You know, we talked about it in the past the show, but seeing the demonstration was very useful for me to see what does it look like, and I have tons of questions about it. But before we dive into that, tell us how did you get interested in this approach? Why don't you start because you created it? You know, the the short story is, you know, I had a very difficult childhood, got all into therapy and took every workshop, self-development, took a look at what part of being a human being was I the most interested in. It was relationship and romance. Started studying that, took courses with anybody and everybody I possibly could. Had a great girlfriend way back when who was very into experimenting. And we'd heard about a one-hour orgasm and so we started practicing, and that was almost 30 years ago, and we've been developing it ever since. That is fascinating. How did Alicia become part of this? So I was in grad school in the early 2000s getting my master's degree in psychology. I was planning to be a therapist. And then a woman who became a really close friend of mine, Shana, said to me this one day, there's this thing called extended orgasm. And there's this guy named Erwan that created this thing called the pleasure course. And I'm just like, take me to this guy because I was obsessed with everything about sex and everything. I met him. And then later we started dating. I experienced extended orgasm and I have not gone anywhere. <laughs> then she, she took over. Now she runs everything. <laughs> well, wonderful. You know, I was like, as I was watching the demonstration, I was like, Oh, I want more of that. What, what is it that I'm experiencing? <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand that why you got interested in this, you know, and uh, as, as you, as we talked briefly about it in the video, like I, when the demonstration starts, I noticed that as we talked about, you were still, you're, you, you were already in the state of arousal. How do you access that easily? I can access that state of arousal and really extended orgasm literally just by feeling my body, feeling my sex center and my genitals and I get aroused. Mm -hmm. So it's very natural and it has a lot to do with just dropping out of the mind and into my body. And we practice extended orgasm every day. So, you know, it's kind of like if you do a lot of yoga, after a while, you're sort of doing yoga all the time. You're walking to the bus and you're doing yoga. You know, you're talking to somebody and you're doing yoga. It's a kind of a sort of a lived thing. So 
you know, we're, we're kind of doing that all the time. Alicia goes right into that really at will and easily. And when there's something like a demonstration, all the excitement and anticipation, you know, she's just going way before my hands even touch her. Yes. And that was beautiful. I was like, oh, wonderful that it doesn't, it didn't even, uh, you, you were kind of holding your hand on top of her body and she was feeling the energy and excitement, which was very beautiful. Well, uh, one question I have for Alicia, were you orgasmic, easily orgasmic before this? So before I discovered extended orgasm with Erwan, I could have what we call traditional peak orgasms, what people normally know as orgasms. So I definitely could do that. And then this took it to a whole other universe. We, we like the Masters and Johnson's definition of orgasm because it gives us a clinical definition. People often call edging being right before orgasm, but there being no release. They're kind of locking up the genitals. Sometimes people call that orgasm. It's not really orgasm. Masters and Johnson's has a really good clinical definition, which is that the genitals are involuntarily releasing. And I'm sure you've seen their graph. You know, a person, they get turned on, they have a plateau period, they go up quickly, they're above that orgasm line, they have the involuntary contractions, the engorgement, you know, all the other signs of orgasm, and they kind of come down quickly after it. It gave us a very useful clinical definition. Then the, the process was how to stay over that line. And just to, for your listeners to kind of bottom line it, the way you stay over that line is being highly turned on or activated, right? But being relaxed at the same time, because if the musculature is clenched up, you know, you, you, orga- like edging, orgasm is actually impossible. But if the muscular, so usually what people do is they clench up to get over that line. They have intercourse, a lot of hard thrusting, or they're using their hand, a lot of tension-based acceleration, if you will, to get above that line. Then they just let go and they crash down. So it, they do have an orgasm, but it's very quick. If they rise more slowly, relaxed, Alicia talked about feeling her body and presence. We recommend our students meditate, you know, that kind of thing. It really has you reach that orgasm line in a relaxed state. Then the involuntary contractions can be sustained. So the orgasm, instead of being a quick up and down, is more like a dome for a prolonged period of time. Alicia could have those quick up and downs before we started, but she was really into spirituality and meditation. She has a master's in psychology, so she'd sorted out a lot of her issues as we all need to do. And it's probably the most difficult part of our work is working with people's issues around sex, not so much teaching them the technique. You know, so she could have those over the edge orgasms, but then she really learned to relax at that very high level of sensitivity above what Masters and Johnson's called the orgasm line. And then her orgasm began to grow exponentially. I mean, I still remember the first time Erwan and I had an extended orgasm date and I was hanging out at his house. This is like the first time we got together to hang out. I was so excited. I'd heard all this stuff about extended orgasm. What the heck is this? So we go into his room and we get on the bed. And first of all, the room looked amazing. He had this red light glow in the room and this like shaggy rug soft thing on his bed. And I was like, God, this is amazing. 
amazing. I laid down on my back. He sat up by my side, fully clothed. You know, I took my underwear off everything and he did these slow strokes on my clitoris. It was the slowest thing I had ever felt in my life. And we must have done this for like 15 minutes. And then when he took his finger off of my clitoris, the high and the expansion was unbelievable. I was like, there is definitely something here. I like traditional orgasms. This is like, whoa. And Alicia had a few involuntary contractions in that I deliberately didn't take her over the edge because <laughs> we kind of train people you know, it, it, we tra- it's kind of like eating, right? We train people in fine dining, how to enjoy the experience for a prolonged period of time versus, you know, eating, you know, four Big Macs at McDonald's all at once. So I could have taken her right over the edge because she was, she already could have that kind of orgasm, but I slowed it down and then she had some involuntary contractions and we had conversations about those involuntary contractions. We emailed about them back and forth. So there was a lot of acknowledgement. And Alicia was very good at presence and meditation and sensitivity, which again is the more challenging part to learn. So that was really the difference maker, just to give your listeners sort of access. It's a it's what we call a pleasure orientation. Alicia just beautifully described the pleasure orientation. It's a different orientation and it leads to a lot more release and satisfaction in the long run, although it is a different way to approach sex. You know what's interesting is I saw some similarity. I'm sure you guys you guys where do you, where are you guys located? San Francisco. San Francisco, you know, I was thinking about orgasmic meditation i know it was also was from san francisco i know that that that's that's a practice that was kind of in development in that area how is this similar and different than that that was an ex-girlfriend of mine who learned this technique and then asked to teach with me for six months talk with me for six months unfortunately i had to ask her to leave the business uh, for a variety of reasons i won't get into i just wasn't happy with some things so i asked her to leave the business she then took the technique and kind of made a sort of 15 minute process of it and it was good because it got it out to a lot of people but it was very sort of rule oriented it wasn't like learning to paint it was like you do this and then you do this and it's got to be exactly this way and it's got to be exactly 15 minutes and there's a little bit of sort of color by numbers and so there is a similarity it's kind of like taking orgasmic meditation or the skill of painting and then making it into a little bit more of a sort of set way. It's got to be this and then this and then this. And so it's kind of a simplified form of it. Well, that looked like that, like, because I know that your process was very elaborate and almost artistic, the one I watch. And I have this dear friend of mine, he's a psychologist in Bay Area, and he was, he introduced me to orgasmic meditation. He was practicing that. And I've seen, I've seen some demonstration of that. And that, that that's definitely, it seemed like this was a masterclass compared <laughs> to what he showed me. Well, we have a lot of fun when we work with people that have had some experience with orgasmic meditation because there's some basics that they know. And then, for example, we focus not just on the stroking finger of the left hand, but bringing the right hand in as an equal partner in the process and then a whole communication style and all sorts of other things. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the things that we make sure, you know, sex is a very sensitive area. 
area. And people's blockages are mostly psychological, actually. So, you know, you don't want to bring somebody into that kind of process without making sure they feel safe, without the kind of presence that Alicia really demonstrated early on. You know, we even recommend, we have four practices we recommend our students do daily. Psychological inquiry, meditation, some kind of body practice to really be grounded and in the body. And then from there, sensual practice, which can be extended orgasm the way you saw it, but it can be extended orgasm in a variety of different positions or sex acts. So, you know, it's good to cover it comprehensively because otherwise, you know, if people are just kind of sort of randomly paired up in a workshop and thrown into it quickly, a lot of problems can ensue. And for some folks, a lot of problems have ensued from that kind of approach. It, it really needs to be approached very you know, very delicately, very consciously. I can imagine because there is there, it requires certain level of trust and comfort, knowing your body. So I hear that you guys are helping your students to cultivate a number of different skills before kind of focusing on, on the kind of like the process of getting, experiencing extended orgasm. So what I saw was that uh, for, for our listeners, and I want to hear like, is that the usual process? So I saw that there was, so Alicia was on the, on her back and there was a process of a long process of touching and gently focusing on different areas. And uh, she, she climaxed and she experienced the orgasm and then you were helping her to come down out from from it. Is that the, did I describe the process? Was my observation accurate? Tell me more about like, is that the usual process? So most of what you described, yes. Now, the one thing I would shift is there wasn't a climax point Mm -hmm. like there is in the traditional peak orgasm that release and extreme pleasure felt in a climax orgasm, I was in a state of that the entire time. So rather than an up, a climax and a down, it was like a dome. Mm -hmm. We can actually, should we show this? We're going to show you an image now to illustrate it. So here's an image of traditional orgasm, and folks can go to Wikipedia and see the equivalent of this. Here's the equivalent of it from Wikipedia, actually, sort of the traditional orgasm, Masters and Johnson's graph. Here we've grafted ourselves. There's the orgasm line. There's getting turned on. There's the plateau. There's going up and then going over the edge. Here's extended orgasm. There's not that quick going over the edge. The, there's a dome. Now, the, the key part, Dr. Mwali, is that all the signs of orgasm have to be occurring. You probably noticed Alicia was involuntarily contracting during this whole period instead of it being a sort of a shorter. In fact, here's a graph of kind of a comparison. So it's not a climax. It's more like a mountain. Absolutely. That that makes sense. And who doesn't want to be in a <laughs> extended <laughs> period of pleasure? I think sex is great. But I think the highlight of it for most women, at least, is like the climaxing moment. So if we can have this extended pleasure period, that's fabulous. And there's part of me, I was curious, is that is that possible? But the, the video that was kind of was really eye opening sense for me and clarify that. So I know that you you mentioned that some, even when people are struggling with sexual dysfunction, this can be a 
really good tool because when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is an advanced course in sexuality. But I'm hearing that this is, can be ex- accessible to all. Tell us more about the people who are struggling, but they want to have experience what you guys were demonstrating. Yeah, so a lot, I'll start with women and then we will say some things about men too. So a lot of women come to us and have either never had an orgasm or have challenges or they can only have it with themselves but not a partner, etc. It's really, really common. And what's great is that the extended orgasm is, is natural. That is a natural aspect of a woman's sexuality and sensual energy. To be able to relax so much and feel so aroused that her body just goes into an involuntary state of release. I love that Alicia used the word natural because... You know, seeing the demonstration or hearing about it, it can sound so esoteric or far out or, oh, my God, that's impossible. How does she do? She's coming even before he's touched her, you know, like that. But that word natural really nails it because it is a natural ability that we have. It's just being very turned on and very relaxed at the same time. Women, in fact, have an easier time learning extended orgasm because they don't have the ejaculatory reflex. And psychologically, they tend to be less goal-oriented than men on average. You know, everybody gets upset with generalizations, but I'll, I'll make that one. <laughs> so without the ejaculatory reflex and the less sort of goal orientation, it's typically easier for women to resume that kind of natural state of being turned on and then involuntarily contracting. What has to be undone is what's unnatural, the tendency to avoid sensation in the genitals, keep the genitals clenched like in a kegel, like held, locked down, like toilet training, like don't feel anything down there, lock it down, you know, like that. That's very antithetical, very unnatural, actually. And it really helps people to kind of have that natural, oh, this is my birthright. This is natural. I, I just need to start feeling my sex center. I need to start acknowledging it. When Alicia and I had that first extended orgasm date, you know, we chatted and emailed about the involuntary contract. We're very positive about it and the body responds to that. And then there's more. And, you know, that's, you know, that, that attitude makes a huge difference. Well, and it takes the pressure off. You know, it's a very common situation where women are kind of like, ah, he wants me to have an orgasm and I, I, I can't or I have to fake it or something. This handles all of that because it's a way where a man or the masculine, you know, if it's two women, can pleasure the feminine and the feminine can just let go into pleasure. It's a pleasure orientation versus goal. I agree with you. And I think what's also beautiful is that you're giving yourself some time to experience pleasure because you're right that in my heterosexual couple, I feel like there's this anxiety. I have five minutes of a man experiencing orgasm before he ejaculates. And then he's not going to, let's he might put some effort, but just like, I want to make sure that you're maximizing this five minutes. But that this was a very different approach and very beautiful. You know, Alicia, to your point, that if I never experienced extended orgasm, 
I would not leave someone's house. <laughs> like now I'm leaving here. <laughs> I know. I'm experiencing that. <laughs> I essentially moved in. I was like, hi, I'm here again. <laughs> well, that's, that's wonderful. So I know that I saw lots of touching and caressing with hands. Is that the only way that can people experience extended orgasm or penetration or oral sex? Is there other ways of kind of reaching that? It, you know, it can be reached really any way. You know, sometimes Alicia and I will kiss and she'll start vibrating. You know, I remember once you told me about being in a yoga class. Yeah, you mentioned yoga earlier when I was first really getting into extended orgasm. I was in a yoga class and just moving into this pose and then I felt my genitals start to vibrate and all of this pleasure just moving down my legs. I'm like, okay, you can have extended orgasm walking down the street. You know, and even now, if I put my hand close to Alicia's, even this close, I immediately feel the energy in my body. She's feeling the energy in her body 10 times more. Mm -hmm. You know, she's really trained. So it's like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a field. You know, if you get into Tantra or Kundalini or this kind of thing, it's all about that kind of energy. That's accessible. You can do that on the train. You can do that in a yoga class. You can have that doing yourself. You can have that with oral sex. You can have that with intercourse. In fact, we're of the opinion that having intercourse before a woman is in a state of involuntary contraction is really not a very good idea, actually. You know, often intercourse happens before a woman is really actually ready for it. You know, the genitals want to be fully engorged. They want to be released. They want to be, in our opinion, vibrating. In which case, there doesn't need to be a lot of hard thrusting. There can be some of that. That can be fun. There doesn't need to be massive erotic content with masks and whips and all the rest of this kind of stuff. There can be some of that. Sure, we're not against any of that. You know, but it's it, the actual sensual contact, the energy is so high that even a slow stroke, like intercourse at, you know, in a demonstration you watch, the first stroke we did, you know, normally a stroke will take a second or two, but the first stroke we did probably took five minutes up and down. And intercourse can be like that too. You know, one insertion and withdrawal of the male sex, you know, there could be a hundred contractions there. So it's, it's really more, it's kind of like painting, you know, you could paint the canvas, you could paint the building, you could paint your body. It's like that kind of skill versus kind of like it's, you were talking earlier, you know, got to look like this, or the guy has got to be sitting up and the woman has to be laying down, you know, can look a number of different ways. Well, I think again, it was definitely looked artistic for, is it mostly female oriented? So because I think it was beautiful that Alicia was experiencing this pleasure. And I, I would imagine kind of being able to gift your partner and being part of this journey is beautiful. But is it something that's mostly female oriented? Males can experience extended orgasm. Absolutely. So we do these demonstrations of extended orgasm on the female for a variety of reasons. The biggest one being that the, the female or the feminine being heated up and turned on and rolling and in a state of orgasm is what gives a good sex act. You know, if that's not happening, it's not as good. So we focus on that. And then there's a, a few other reasons, but that's the main one. Men can also have it in their bodies too, especially if they have a woman or women around them that are having that kind of pleasure. 
And that's how I learned extended orgasm. I was, I had originally a girlfriend and then a bunch of research partners after that. And all these women around me were coming a lot. And then I noticed that was starting to happen for me, but it was really in response to their energy. Mm -hmm. So one thing about all mammals is that it's the feminine, usually the female, I'll talk about feminine versus female in a minute, but it's the, the feminine or the female that goes into heat, right? Like a female tiger goes into heat the male tiger responds to that you know that's a that's a natural part of masculinity and femininity or female and male so you you really need the feminine person in the equation to be rolling for that energy to get going that energy doesn't initiate in my body it initiates in alicia's body and when a man and or women learn that it just creates a lot of opportunity it you know we have nothing against pornography but it's one of the reasons why you know a fair amount of pornography is not so good it's nothing wrong with videoing sex we video demonstrations but the woman is not necessarily enjoying it that much you know if she wasn't getting paid for that she wouldn't be doing that under all those lights and you know all the rest of that kind of thing so we we really recommend having men learning to do a woman first or a woman learning to have that pleasure, then the energy kind of circulates into the guy's body and the guy can have the same experience. Now, one of the things which is great is that it doesn't need to be male-female. It can be female-female. It can be male-male. What you do need is a feminine person and a masculine person. That's what you need. You know, reality likes diversity. And unfortunately, nowadays, diversity is kind of shifted for some folks anyway, into kind of a homogenous, everybody is the same. And, you know, this kind of thing, gender difference is really good. It creates charge and difference, kind of like a battery You have a negative pole and a positive pole. That's what allows the current to circulate. There are, in fact, we have students and clients who are men in women's bodies and if you look at their hormone structures, their hormones are more the, of the sex that you would not guess that they were. You know, that's only something that we've recently discovered. So there is a biological homosexuality for some folks. But in those relationships, I grew up in New York City in Greenwich Village. I was surrounded by people who were gay. It's really interesting. Somebody who's really gay and they're in a relationship, you will find a feminine person and a masculine person if the relationship is romantic. And that's kind of the definition of romance. So that's a lot of information, <laughs> but uh, it's a great question. But I think it was fascinating to know about and kind of pay attention to the energy. And like, I, th I think that's, that's why it's saying that ABC is like, like, you know, how in the article say, oh, three steps to have the best sex of your life, because sex is not <laughs> working that way. It's like connecting with your eroticism and all of those wonderful things that you guys were talking about. So one thing I was curious, I know in the video, you were narrating it, or what I was like, you were narrating what was happening. It was very particular and specific. Is the steps are particular and spe specific for for everyone, or is that something you learned throughout the years that you've been with Alicia? That this is this is how we're designing this. 
Well, I, I was narrating it because originally when when I saw people doing it, it wasn't particularly clarified, you know, and then when our method got sort of popularized and kind of boiled down to sort of a formula or something like that, again, the, the, the real skill set wasn't taught. So I, when I narrate it in a demonstration, now when Alicia and I are having an extended orgasm day, I'm not talking for half an hour <laughs> narrating the whole thing. But I try to narrate it so that people see, oh, this is what going up is, or this is what going down is, or this is what, you know, the if you insert a finger and contact the sciatic nerves through the vaginal wall on the left or on the right, this is that. And this is a very slow stroke and this is a quicker stroke and this is the Corona. I try to kind of throw everything in the kitchen sink into it so that people can get a sort of a sense of the psychology, the communication style, the technique, the hand position, even music and how we're kind of doing to the music and like that. And then from there, when people are doing it on their own, they have all of that to use. So they might have an extended orgasm date that's not 30 minutes long. It might be five minutes long. The whole They might be really turned on and wound up to start. The whole date might be down, might be orgasmic, but just down, just releasing, just grounding. You know, the whole date might be, you know, the woman doing the man or the man doing the woman could look a lot of different ways. Well, and in, around the talking through the date, when we train couples in our sensuality expansion program, which is where we literally, we demonstrate the practice, we watch them do the practice, we verbally coach them step by step. We have the guy or the person stroking, talking a lot. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm doing now. Oh, I noticed this. And then have the woman or the person being stroked. So, wow. You know, I noticed this, this incredible buzzy sensation and so forth. We have them talk a lot to gain the skill set. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important because I feel even if people, they don't want to uh, kind of like for any reason, which doesn't make sense, but if they don't want to have extended uh, orgasm, but kind of knowing all these different parts that play a role in pleasure and learning about that and kind of like experimenting with that, that can be very powerful because I felt it was very educational because sometimes even when people are trying to have kind of like a different kind of not necessarily penetrative sex, they don't say like, then what, what do I need to do? I have no idea what, what are some of the pleasurable points, but you were talking about all sorts of different areas, kind of the outer part of genital and in, inside that could bring pleasure. And yeah. it's a great point. When, when sex doesn't mean just intercourse, all it, it's, it's kind of like you don't want to go to the restaurant and just, you know, always have pasta. You know what I'm saying? All, when you have like 20 different kinds of food and 20 different items on the menu and from every different kind of food, you know, there's something every day that you want to do that you want to enjoy. And it's very comprehensive. And it's not just penetration in the missionary position. Da, 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 da. You know, it looks all different kinds of ways. It's something that can be experienced while, you know, Alicia and I are, are a couple is out to dinner. Right. You know, it's it's really happening. Sex is happening all the time Mm -hmm. at some level. And when it's acknowledged and felt through the whole body, Mm -hmm. through the sex center, the heart, the mind. Oh, we're always in this kind of 
polarized field. We can feel it all the way down there anytime we want. We can get in bed together and do some fun stuff, or we can even enjoy it and have all the energy of it as we're working on a work project or whatever. Well, wonderful. I can, I can talk to you guys for hours about this, but I noticed that we are at the end of our time. So you, I know you, you shared with us that graciously you have this Love Life Insight session that you, you were thinking about sharing with our listeners. So please tell us more about that. Yes. Yeah, so we love supporting both singles and couples in learning extended orgasm and also just enhancing their romantic lives, you know, could be wanting to get into a relationship and how to gain the skills to do that or how to juice up the current relationship or learn communication skills, all of it. So for all the listeners that want one, I'm offering a free 45 minute love life insight session. So it's me, you on Zoom for 45 minutes, and we will dive into whatever is of top concern to you romantically or sexually. I'll coach you. You'll have some steps to move forward. You can learn more about all of our programs. We have everything's online right now. We have intensive weekend courses and weekly group coaching classes and private coaching and all sorts of stuff. So I'll lay that out and people who want to can jump into that. And the way that they can claim the session is simply by texting 415-308-9580 and just say, I was on Dr. Moali's sexology podcast. I want my Love Life Insight session, and then we'll schedule it from there. So the phone number, again, is 415-308-9580. Well, guys, if you're driving, don't, <laughs> don't cause an accident. <laughs> the, the phone number will be in the show notes. So if you need to <laughs> reference it later, you will have access to it. But I agree with you that it seems like you guys have wealth of wonderful information about all sorts of things related to sexuality, connection, relationships. So I, I invite my listeners to experiment with seeing how would it be like to work with you guys with taking advantage of this offer and also about your general practice is there a website that can people go and perhaps look into the offer the other offerings that you guys have yes so people can go to pleasurecourse.com and i'll make sure that you have the link excellent wonderful thank you so much for coming on this show Thank you for being so kind to sharing the demonstration with me. And it was lovely to get to meet you guys and get to know you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You. You've been awesome. So great. We've had a lot of Thank fun. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. I learned a lot from Irvan and Alicia and they were so kind that they gave me a pass for their extended massive orgasm class. So this is a skill like many of you guys I'm I'm trying to cultivate. And if you are curious about their approach, I encourage you to check out their website. As always, I'm grateful for every single one of you that support this podcast by leaving us a review on wherever you listen to this show. If you haven't had a chance to write us reviews, please take a moment and write reviews. It really helps this show to reach a broader audience and increase our visibility. And you're my marketing team and I count on your support. Anyhow, I'll talk to you guys next week with another episode as part of our orgasm series. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. 
For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.